Welcome to the Tesla Talks podcast, folks. It is um, the last week. Yeah, yeah. No, no, sorry. Next week is the last week. It's the second last week of March 2021. And it is March 17th, which, yeah, so there actually may be another. Anyways, it's March 17th, which anyone watching at home on YouTube or happen to be watching live on, on the Facebook stream, we're very green tonight, but there should be no surprise. It is, like I said, March 17th. We are green. It is St. Patrick's Day. So hence the stupid, ridiculous hat that I'm wearing, the green shirt, and the green screen that I didn't even bother turning on. Franklin's got the green screen kicking in behind him there. And we have Mark, coding Mark, uh, one of our special guests on the show tonight. He's rocking the green. How you guys doing? <laughs> Good. It's St. Patrick's Day. Yes, yes. Mark is technically. Oh, and of course, if you're watching at home, Franklin's having funny with uh, having fun with the uh, <laughs> the lower thirds, uh, little uh, banners and stuff like that. Well, we always have Franklin on the show, so thanks again, Franklin, for coming on. No, I shouldn't say always, I, and I, I certainly don't take you for granted. But you are on the show uh, tonight, like you were last week and the week before, so I thank you. But we have a special guest once again. He's been on the show before. Yeah, you've been on the show before. I, yeah. I've got to say, yeah. So you welcome back, Mark. Thanks, Thank, yes, thanks. Good to be back, and I appreciate the invite. Like, like I say to everyone, anyone's always every everyone and anyone is always invited on the show. If you well, don't have if you don't have green, then this week you're not invited on the show. But any other week, if it's another theme week, you can wear a ridiculous hat like this. Then yeah, you can come on the show too. Thanks everyone in the uh, chat. If you have any questions, um, we're gonna do try to we're gonna try our, our hardest. I've got a prior engagement after this, or I guess a post engagement after this. So we're gonna try to make this show as fast as we can and within the hour. And when I say that, Franklin is laughing in his butt off internally because he knows that uh, <laughs> that may not happen. The introduction will probably be an hour. <laughs> no, no, we're finished. We're finished with the intros. We introduced Mark. Introduced you, and uh, we're ready. I, I told everyone about the uh, questions. If you got a question in the chat, just let us know, and then we're going to start. So <laughs> there's no more <laughs> introductions needed. So let's start with our first topic. Uh, let's pull it up here if we can. Hold on. Let me see what I can do here. Okay, here we go. Our first topic brought to us um, – by Drive Tesla Canada, surprisingly and shockingly, Drive Tesla Canada. And you know what? Like I was saying to these guys before we we came on the air, I don't know. Me personally, I thought it was a slower than usual news week for Tesla and Elon and stuff like that this week. But one of the things that I said we got to talk about, obviously, uh, first and foremost, is <laughs> the techno king, the techno king of Tesla and the master of coin. And this is. This should come as no surprise. I mean, I know some people would say, oh, this is so ridiculous. This is typical Elon being a child. And it is, but in a fun, interesting, you know, humorous way. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. So what happened in a nutshell, I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but uh, everyone knows Elon's the CEO and um, Zach is the CFO. So I guess they did some kind of filing. Uh, I guess they have to do a some kind of filing with, with – um, uh, I guess SEC and it states basically effective as of March 15th, which is a few days ago, 2021, the titles of Elon Musk and Zach Kirkhorn have changed <laughs> to 
techno king of Tesla and master of coin, respectfully. <laughs> respectfully. Elon and Zach will also maintain their respective positions as chief executive officer and chief financial officer. That's the filing. So you you guys know more about this stock stuff than me. Does is this like does it make it official or is it still a joke? I think it's official with this, but I don't know since they still have the same positions, just their title has changed. I think they the news agencies won't, you know, give them this name even though they technically should. But <laughs> definitely worthy. Now I wonder like when they're walking around the offices at Fremont or wherever they are, like this week, if their employees had to like address them as hello, sir, techno king, or hello, sir, uh, master of coin. I mean, I'm pretty sure the employees will address Elon Musk as to whatever he wants to be addressed as. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Mark said, I it is technically like that's their their name, their job position name now, as far as I know. I don't know. I'm not like, I'm not an accountant or a, a business expert by any stretch of the imagination. So I'm not sure. But uh, as far as I know, that's like their official title now, right? Which could be anything they want. And that's what he chose. So, yeah. Well, it's, it's like I said, it's fun, lighthearted. It's no harm. I, I can't see. I, I don't know enough about uh, stocks and finances and stuff. I, I can't see them there be any harm in this. I could be wrong. I might be overlooking something, but I don't see any harm in this. What they also did too, and I don't know how they link together. Maybe you guys can tell me. I didn't do enough research. You know how much research we do on this show, right? <laughs> uh, the the song, which is called Don't Doubt Your Vibe, seems to have taken a resurgence this week. Like it just came out of the blue. But I heard it before, but I forgot about it. And then these guys were saying just before I started the show that it's been out for a while. I'm looking down at the tweet here. Uh, if you look at the tweet from Elon, yeah, this came out over a year ago, uh, January 31st, 2020. So it's been out for a while. And as they said that, it jogged my memory. It's like, yeah, you know, I do remember him releasing a song. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's pretty catchy too. And wasn't he going to sell this song at one point? It, it was a different one. He said he wanted to sell. Oh. And then he changed oh. his mind. Oh, it wasn't this one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard he changed his mind. Probably some people talked him out of it. Uh, probably wasn't a good idea. Yeah. So interesting story about this song, though. So uh, the stock was on the rise last year, and it was there's like some moment, some big momentum in this day of some sort, where it's like it's going to peak at a certain number. So I thought it'd be like a fun idea to do a live stream of the stock ticker, and you can actually see it live increasing. I remember you doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And I put the don't doubt your vibe on there, and I just let my server run throughout the day. And I like left because I have to go to work, and I came back. It's like your stream has ended. I'm like, what do you mean my stream has ended? And I saw, like, I got hit with a copyright thing because the don't doubt your vibe. Uh, and I had monetization turned off. So that wasn't, like, my purpose. Like, I'm not trying to monetize this song or anything, but still. Uh, so learn a lesson. Don't use the don't doubt your vibe. Even though it's Elon Musk, and he's very, like, open for people using that kind of stuff. Uh, but still, it's not him. It's uh, the entity that he deals with, right? Yeah. It's, okay, so did you get an actual registered strike like no or did you just get a notice a notice okay okay yeah yeah so uh, they weren't jerks say. about it uh yeah yeah that's good for those who don't know on youtube there's two different strike versions there's the version that's an actual strike where like uh the the copyright holders are like really mean <laughs> and then there's the way they did it which was really nice so 
uh, it was cool that they did the way they did, right? But uh, yeah. yeah. No, Noah says next time you should do some fact, fact check. Franklin about what? <laughs> Before you you post a song, I guess on the stream. <laughs> I know I'm assuming this funny man. And someone on Facebook said uh, they like the lap leprechaun. The problem with Facebook. Um, the problem with this part of Facebook, it doesn't say who, it doesn't identify the user. So it just says Facebook user. So uh, I think I know who it is, but if you want to identify yourself, just type in your name and we'll know who it is. But if you don't, I understand too. <laughs> you said you started off the sentence with the problem with Facebook. I know. And then, and then it could have gone. This podcast to end at 10.15. It could have gone in so many different directions. But hey, I support <laughs> Facebook for what? I needed to do. <laughs> Let's just say that. Any any more comments on on the uh, techno king there, Mark? I have a couple of points. Yeah. So there yeah. were there was some speculation on Twitter that um, like those titles were released the same day as the um, the Power Day for Volkswagen. So maybe to just I don't know if it was to steal some thunder or just to get people talking about Tesla or just you know take away a little bit of that uh, publicity there. And then also people were speculating that uh, the um, these titles were kind of just in jest, but the actual one that was kind of around the same time was for Jerome, where he got the new title of um, like president of Tesla heavy trucking. True, so yes. That might have been grouped together. And then just because Jerome had to get a title, they figured, okay, we might as well put ours in too. Oh, that, that's two, two good theories. I, I didn't hear the second. I didn't, yeah, I wasn't familiar with the second one with Jerome, but I did hear the Volkswagen theory. And you know what? That makes a lot of sense if, if you want to go from it from a type of strategic angle. Yeah. Like, I mean, if if they really did that, I mean, of course, all the Tesla haters out there will say, oh, that's shame on Tesla playing dirty or whatever. But brilliant. Uh, if, if you're on a team of Tesla, you'd say brilliant, right? No harm, no foul. L did, you know what? Let me ask you guys this. And you don't have to answer, but it's basically rhetorical. Do any of you guys here own a VW stocks today? <laughs> because if, if, if Tesla was trying to take the wind out of the sails on that um, power day, was it, it was called power day, right? Because they couldn't yeah. say battery day. <laughs> um, but if they were, it sure didn't work. For at least for the uh, analysts in the stock market, they went up twenty. What was it? Twenty five percent. Volkswagen went up today. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty three. I'm looking at it here. That's crazy. Yeah, I would. I would never think. And, and you know what? I used to have a disdain for Volkswagen right after the whole Dieselgate thing, but now that they're headfirst into EVs and stuff like that. I've, I've changed my tune a little bit or quite a lot. But with that said, I would never think of owning. I know it sounds so hypocritical for me to say this, but I would never think of owning like an automotive stock, especially like Volkswagen. I, <laughs> I owned that... Ford for five days. Did you? Yeah. Because I was made it, a lot of money off off a five day span, so I was going to say, it. was it a, a lucrative five days? Yeah, 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 it was a lucrative five days. So, good, good but that you. was the only other automotive company I've ever owned, other than Tesla, uh, mainly because I knew there was an opportunity to make money, right? So, yeah. not not because I believe in Ford's long term mission, I believe in their <laughs> five day mission. So, <laughs> oh, um, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> I hope Volkswagen can. Uh, make the future better, but I wouldn't put my 
I'm personally not putting my money there because I don't believe that they've really shown that they can do that. But if they, you know, give a few improvements, like in their, uh, if they're able to execute on their power day plan, then I think that would change my opinion a little bit. But right now it's kind of just PowerPoint. So I don't put much value behind that yet. Yeah. And you know what? I know anyone listening to the show would say, oh, well, we're biased. We're, we're slanted for Tesla and stuff like that. But you know what? And, and we are to, to a certain extent. But like I said on this show before and in my other videos, it's like I'm happy if any car company or, or any EV is successful. So I, I don't wish another car company ill just because I'm a Tesla owner, because I'm a Tesla fan. I that, I think that's counterproductive for, for what we want as a end mission. So anyone that, I mean, anyone that is entitled to think how they think, but no, I, I don't wish them ill, but at the same time, I don't see what the analysts saw in that, that, that power day presentation. I think it was just a lot of empty hollow promises. And I don't even know if, I don't even know if I can even say there were promises. They, they didn't seem to commit to anything. They, they basically said what they want to do. Any, I think, it, uh, out of all the automakers, the GM1 was actually the most promising uh, that they did at CES two months ago or whatever it was. Because uh, yeah. they actually had a lot of backing to what they're saying. And, I mean, they do have the Bolt out already, which is a fairly good EV option. Uh, but they actually had, like, concrete dates. I mean, they've had them before, uh, so that's the knock on them. But they've had con- they actually have, like, a concrete date. They have actually a real plan. It's not just, like, hey, here's our idea, you know? Like, they have, like, here's our idea, and how's, here's how we're going to execute it. Here's the cars that it's going to have. Uh, there's a lot more uh, substance to what they're saying. And I feel like they didn't get a lot of... Uh, media attention, not as much as they should have. Granted, well, it was at CES, uh, which softened the hype because of how much other stuff was coming out. But still, right? Yeah, I think I think it's safe to say that um, the Hummer overshadowed everything, right? Yeah, I think Volkswagen. I mean, the big thing with them is the fact that they're one of the the main German companies that or like one of the biggest automotive and, you know, coming from Germany where they're supposed to be like the automotive king, basically. So if they're showing some interest in making like an electric future, that could be looked as a good sign because no other German auto manufacturer is really taking it super seriously yet. So I think that's why it's such big news. But yeah, we have to see if their plan comes to fruition. Yeah, I agree. I can't, couldn't agree anymore. Moving right along. Speaking of Germans and Volkswagen uh, and nice this very loose segue here, um, our next topic, and this just, you know what? I was going through the news as I was waiting, preparing for the show and everything within the last hour. And uh, I just saw this, 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 I guess, dropped very late in the day today. Um, and it's by our friends at Tasmanian and if you look in this picture, basically it, it's about the, and we knew, knew that the model Y will be the first or maybe even the only vehicle uh, in the, in the Berlin Gigafactory for now, at least. So we knew that was coming. And we, what we also knew, cause Elon said, is that they're going to have different colors. Some, they didn't elaborate on the exact colors or, or exactly what's going to happen, but he, he basically said that 
they will be different colors and uh, a more sophisticated paint shop or paint booth and stuff like that. And then when you look down here in this picture, this picture was or photograph was um, taken by a guy on Twitter called at gigafactory underscore four. Could be a girl. I'm assuming it's a guy. I apologize. So this shows in, I guess it's in a yard in some kind of storage area, um, some model wise body in whites uh, up on some crates and stuff like that. And most of them are covered up. You can see some of them uh, even through the, the cover. It's, it's somewhat of a translucent color. But the one on the bottom there, you can see. And I don't know if you guys are colorblind. Hopefully they're not. Hopefully not. But they look very, th that one that's uncovered looks very gold <laughs> or khaki. Or That's uh, Bitcoin gold is what it is. Is that what it is? Okay. I think yeah, it's Bit Bitcoin gold. Dogecoin gold? Dutch gold. <laughs> Dutch coin, yeah, yeah. That's going to so, be the underneath the Elon tweets limited edition gold Tesla giveaway. Just wait, it's coming. Yeah, you. But do you think honestly this could be one of the colors? Because it says in the article here, it's it's very unusual that this could be body primer, like at least body primer color. So, if this, that was an option when I bought my car, that would have been the color I chose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. It is different. I'm not a gold guy, like with phones and all that kind of stuff. Our gold's gotten like um, trendy and stuff like that. But yeah, like it does stand out. I gotta say, <laughs> I wanted like a bright yellow Tesla. And I know every time someone posts it, all I see in the comments, taxi, taxi, taxi. But I love it, right? I love all the wraps that people do with like the whole yellow and the gold or yellow, like that whole tone. Um, so this, I would have picked this over the red. Yeah. Well, w w before I tell my story, what do you think, Mark? What do you think of the color? Honest opinion. Oh, it's not really my color. I like my dark gray, the Midnight Silver Metallic. So I don't think I would get this color, but I'm kind of curious too because I, I don't know what primer colors normally are, but I know that the Model Y on the bottom is supposed to be like super heat treated or there's no heat treatment required. So it might have some weird colors from the molding, maybe from the Gigapress. So I don't know if that had something to do with this because um, I don't think typically the bodies are this color. So I thought at Berlin they were going to be like dipping into the paint there or something to that effect. Yeah. So I don't know if this is indicative of a new paint color or of a new body process maybe. Yeah, of course, we, we're sitting here all just merely speculating. that We have no proof or anything, I mean, other than the picture. We're, <laughs> we're just speculating. But, you know, that's what us as Tesla fans do, right? We speculate on anything. Elon puts out one word tweet. <laughs> we speculate on that all day long, right? So from a super quick Google search, like super highly educated right here. Like I didn't even click the link. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even click the link. It's like the first thing that pops up, right? So take this for what you will. But primer color for cars generally come in black, red, gray, and white. Black primer is used when you want to paint your car black or very dark color. This means you won't have to use as many coats of paint. And I'm guessing uh, the lighter colors is for the lighter paint. I'm not clicking the link. That's too much reading. That's, that's <laughs> the extent of what we're going to get here. But Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so I didn't see gold. Gold is not a primer co color. Okay. Very interesting. Uh, hey, hello to Darren in the in the chat there. Another fan of the, the hat. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So, you know, I mean... I, I feel guilty sometimes speculating, but sometimes it's fun to do it, right? So I, I, 
I guess I don't apologize for speculating, but an interesting story. You say, you, I never knew, Franklin, I've known you so long, and I didn't know you, you like yellow for cars. Oh, yeah, I love yellow cars. I yeah. don't know why. Yeah, just, well, in, yeah. Interesting story. I had a, back in, and I might be dating myself here, back in 1989, I want to say, 89 or 91, I forget. I had a Honda CRX. It was red, just like yours. And um, one day I decided, you know what? I, I think it was a, there was like a Corvette that drove by and it was yellow. And I love that color. It was like a nice, bright, but rich yellow that wasn't too orange, wasn't too greeny yellow. It was just a perfect orange. Anyone knows the Corvette yellow I'm talking about, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, so I painted, I, I, I paid the money, took my car to a body shop and I got Corvette yellow. I got so many compliments on that car, like so many. I, I, I got I to gotta find a picture of it somewhere. I've got old pictures in photo albums of my yellow CRX. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I lowered it, put different uh, – I had fun with that car. But, yeah, I love the yellow. But I don't know if I would do my Tesla yellow. Maybe I've outgrown it. I'll show you the best wrap I've seen. Like, I actually want to do this to my car, and I'll explain to you why I didn't do it. Hold on one second. Uh, <laughs> I considered it. Like I got a quote for it and everything. I love this rap. So this oh, is like the cartoon yellow from Borderlands. Yes. Didn't we? Yeah. Isn't this in Toronto? No, this, this is this is out in California somewhere, as far as I know. There, buddy. I don't know if it's an S or maybe it's a three. There is a car in in the GTA that is that does the same thing. It makes it very comic-y. Yeah, so yeah. that looks flat from every angle. It looks amazing. Yeah, uh, that is cool. But the reason why I didn't do it, and Darren said in the comments, hey, you should wrap your car yellow. The only reason why I didn't do it is because you cannot change the car color in the display. So my OCD would be triggered looking at a red car when I get in my car, seeing a yeah. yellow when I walk out. Yeah, that's literally my, my reasoning for not wrapping my car. Like, I got a quote. I got a date. I set the date. And then I canceled because I can't change the color. Yeah, they need some configurations for that. That would be nice if you could put your wrap on there somehow, upload a yeah. picture or something. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, who knows? Maybe um, those will be time will tell, right? Maybe those will be uh, some of the new um, colors. Well, so it moving... almost, well, it's almost like that. Uh, the old Model S had and X had those titanium copper or something like that. It's a little bit lighter than that, um, but maybe that's an old color that they bring back. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. They, there are some older colors that were on the S that uh, I wouldn't mind if they brought back. There were some yeah. nice colors. There they was have to be a careful. gray. They have to be careful not to offer too many colors, otherwise it slows down production. That's the only thing. And, and Exactly, and that's, I think, why they dropped the silver from the three, and uh, they should streamline it, right? They, they want ease of production, so I get it. Okay, moving right along. Another uh, beautiful article from uh, Drive Tesla Canada. Now, this one, I say beautiful, probably the wrong choice of words <laughs> with, with this topic or this article. So there was a crash, and I don't know if you guys saw this on uh, Twitter or anywhere online, uh, of a Model Y, and it crashed right into the side of a tractor trailer, the, the actual um, uh, trailer part. And looking at this picture here, I'm going to zoom in for anyone watching at home. I, it's pretty horrific. 
the two passengers or the two occupants of the car apparently were in or were or are in critical condition. Like it's surprising they're not like deceased because that looks like a pretty bad crash looking at this. But the reason I bring this up, not to show a regular Tesla crash, uh, the NHTSA, which I always forget what it stands for. I can, I can ask Mark and Mark probably knows. National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Maybe? There you go. Yep. Yep. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> uh, they're, they're now investigating it. Um, and this happened in, I want to say Detroit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this happened in Detroit and happened a few days ago. And the latest update that Darren uh, was nice enough to, to put in here, uh, they had a, a Detroit police had a press briefing and they basically said that it is going to be investigated. As of now, they have no video evidence that shows, um, sorry, they have no evidence to show that the car was on autopilot uh, and it wasn't active at the time of the crash. And, um, they're saying that there is video evidence showing some evasive maneuvers before the crash. So maybe that's yeah. why they're assuming it was on, it wasn't on autopilot. And there's, and there's another picture of, I guess this is another car in California. That similar thing happened. I don't even know. What is that? A Pontiac vibe. It looks like it's hard to tell. It also was not on autopilot. No, that I can <laughs> guarantee you. It was not on autopilot. And the reason I bring that up is, is, I hope these occupants are fine and recover well. Um, and if they do, and I don't wish anything else on them, uh, it just goes to show the strength of, of, of these cars. Now, obviously, in a case like this, I think the weak point happens to probably be the windshield and a car going windshield first right into the side of a tractor trailer. That may be something that no manufacturer can you know, engineer or design for? For the people who are listening, not watching, just so you're under, I'll give you a visual. You see yeah. half a Tesla, the back half of a Tesla, and you see the side of a truck. That's that's what our, that's what we're looking at. So go ahead, Mark, sorry. Well, I, I was just gonna say, I think some of the newer semi-trailers are supposed to have like some kind of structure-ish in the middle, like some kind of metal to at least give some like, something to hit rather than just the car continuing underneath it. I don't, most of the semis that I see don't have that, but I think that's in the future. Um, some of the newer ones have that as a yeah. safety feature. Oh, so it'd okay. be nice than all of them. That's good to know. Staying along the same vein of Tesla crashes and autopilot and, and now uh, also Detroit. I don't know, for some reason, Everything's happening in Detroit in the last few days when it comes to uh, Tesla's crashing. Uh, this story is by Inside EVs. Now, this is a, a, a police car that was pulled, I guess, pulled over the side of the road or had someone pulled over the side of the road. It's a uh, Michigan State Trooper, it looks like. And um, a Model 3 crashed into the back of it. And you can see, once again, I apologize if you're listening. Try to, try to Google the photo uh, and the pictures. Um, you should be able to find it, no problem. But... I'll try just like, frankly, to try to describe this to you. It's basically two pictures, one picture of a, a Michigan State police car, uh, and the whole back left corner is got a lot of impact and shows a lot of debris and stuff like that from where it was impacted. And then there's a picture on the right where it shows a Model 3, and the front passenger side is 
completely destroyed. It looks like I don't even see a wheel on the, the front front right wheel. I don't even see it. So one can assume by those two damages uh, and those angles that, yeah, the state trooper was pulled over and uh, maybe sticking out into the lane a little bit, probably, maybe, I'm guessing. And uh, this car uh, hit it from behind. Now, what's interesting about it is uh, Detroit police or Michigan uh Police are say police are saying that this car was on autopilot. I don't know how they're coming to that determination, but um, I guess time will tell. Maybe this will be investigated too. But just reason I bring this up just to show you the two different two different uh, accidents, which both happened in the same state, unfortunately. And one police force is saying no, it wasn't autopilot. Another police force is saying it was. So. Yeah, I've seen a few cases where, um, like, when there's some side streets on a highway, like basically like uh, areas where someone could cross over from a side road, uh, switches from navigate on autopilot to regular autopilot, because I think probably regular autopilot has a few more uh, mechanisms to deal with random things happening in front of you. Uh, but I know that on FSD beta, um, I've seen a video from Chuck where there's this really small gate, kind of like a toll gate type thing. And FSD beta didn't see that. So there are some limitations, I think, to what the software does right now. So presumably, this I'm guessing this car must have been in the lane a little bit, and autopilot just didn't react at all. Well, maybe it should have stopped instead. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Here's the thing. Uh, autopilot was released uh, September of 2014. And since then, there's been a ridiculous number of uh, accidents and not not I say ridiculous I mean a lot of accidents that have been reported in the news not any more than any other car let, let me reword that a little bit but uh, out of all the ones that were reported there's generally a common trend it's like 50% of the time autopilot wasn't engaged the other 40% of the time the driver was notified of some ding or they didn't have their hands on the wheel after they do their investigation uh, or they're notified like five seconds or 10 seconds before where the driver did absolutely nothing to try to prevent an accident from happening. Uh, so autopilot's a driver assistant feature. It's not driving for you. Uh, so people that are misusing it, they're giving autopilot a bad name because they're not using it like it's supposed to. It's, it's a driving assistant feature. It's not technically driving for you, right? Um, so not, not to not to wash away the cases that happen, but uh, most of them are literally uh, not autopilot or autopilot that's actually warning the driver to take over and do something, right? So yeah, I mean, like we—I don't think I've ever heard a story where uh, it was reported that like a Camry's adaptive cruise control <laughs> got into an accident, and then they're going to investigate the cruise control system. So I think like Franklin's completely right that. At least as of right now, it is just driver assist. I mean, Tesla just put in that DMV uh, recommendation for FSD beta, which is even beyond what we have in autopilot as level two, which is basically the driver is fully responsible for everything. So this is just, autopilot is just meant to help, but I mean, you can't rely on it to drive for you. That's not what it's built for yet. I mean, I think that's the hope for the future, but we're not there yet. Exactly, exactly. I don't know about you guys, but I've used autopilot before going on a street or, or even the highway. And if a car is just sticking out a little bit into the lane, I've had to take control because 
I can I can say on numerous occasions, autopilot, whether it's a garbage truck on the side of the road or a parked car that's sticking out, autopilot doesn't see it. Yeah. It, it if I if I wasn't to intervene and come out of auto par, uh, uh, autopilot, it would hit it, or I'd, lo- I'd lose the mirror or something, right? I'd clip the mirror. I have two different experiences with that. Mine will either slam on the brakes like dead stop because it wants to stop behind it, or it just won't see it and hit it. Like I've been on the highway where there's been trucks in front of me. And always clean your cameras, guys. That's my tip for today. <laughs> yes. Where I'm looking at the screen and it's not picking up the truck. I'm like, okay, let, let me take over here, right? So, yeah, I don't. I, I agree. Always clean your cameras, but I don't know if that's a camera limitation or it's just a software limitation at that point. I think the current autopilot is just really uh, made to be as smooth as they can make it. So, like in my neighborhood, there's a little bit of some curvy roads, and a lot of people park on the side, and yeah, it gets way too close, like way closer than any human would do uh, to the ones that are parked. And if there's a truck that's sticking out, it does slam on the brakes, like because the whole wheel is in the lane. So humans will generally cross over the double yellow, but the current autopilot doesn't do that yet. So it'll need to do something like that in the future. All right. Yeah, I agree. And Noah was just saying here, quickly before we move on, um, his Cybertruck, I guess, I'm assuming it's on autopilot, hit his cat the other day. So... Rest in pieces, oh. Noah's cat, or the Cybertruck. Yeah, because it was a yeah, because it was a Hot Wheels. <laughs> hey, before we do the next topic, can we answer a couple of the questions in the chat? Yeah, sure, okay. absolutely. All right, so we got this one from Jay. Wonder if Tesla has any plans to bring Tesla to Malaysia? For now, their imports are selling at crazy prices. Base Model Three costs around a hundred thousand dollars US. What? That's a good business. You can like undercharge them. Sell it for like ninety thousand. You be selling like hotcakes now. <laughs> ding ding it, ding! Idea. It's it's hard to say. Um, obviously, it's whenever Tesla decides. If you look at India, which is um, like India's massive untapped market, uh, especially for EVs. And uh, my buddy on Twitter, Nick Hill, uh, runs Tesla Club India. He does an excellent job with that. Um, they're they're having a hard time getting it in there, and it's, a lot of it's legalities, right? So it's hard to say when it's going to come. Do you guys want to add anything? Well, I, I can see for India too, like from what I've heard, like the only, there are Teslas in India, but it's basically just like imported into India and they're super expensive, like only the uber rich can have them. But I would be kind of worried to have one in an area like that only because like there aren't service centers to my knowledge. So you'd want to make sure like Tesla puts a service center, even just one, before you start bringing vehicles over there because vehicles do require a little bit of maintenance occasionally. So you wouldn't want to be stuck waiting for something from Fremont if you needed, you know, a pretty basic part. So I could see that being a reason. You also won't get updates. Um, I had someone message me through YouTube one day and then I had them DM me because I wasn't understanding their question. Their software update was from like two years ago from when their car was imported and they can understand why I was showing new features that they don't have uh, because (laughs) my my car here is getting updates and theirs wasn't. So just something to keep in mind. Wasn't it, isn't it Australia? We were talking to some guys in in um, Clubhouse in one of the rooms, and Australia also has like very expensive pricing. I think. Yeah, they do. Yeah, um, they're going to get made in China, I believe, for Model Three. I want to say. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Up next is FSD worth ten thousand six hundred Canadian. 
or ten thousand US. That's Look at that. only six hundred dollar difference. That's good. You guys are getting ripped <laughs> <Yeah>. off, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to tackle that? Because yeah, I Mark. think it's relative, right? It's relative. Well, once the beta goes into Canada, then I think it's going to be more than that. But yep. yeah, this is kind of a really open-ended question, and it kind of depends on what you want to use your vehicle for. If you're going to be reselling your vehicle or get the newest one in like a year or two, probably makes zero sense to do that because Tesla doesn't give you an option to transfer it to a new vehicle. So you'd be out of pocket that whole amount. And there's been some speculation that Tesla doesn't necessarily give you the full value of that FSD for your trade-in. So you'd have to do a private sale if you wanted to recoup some of that. But if you're planning to keep your car for longer term, like I'd say five to 10 years, which the cars are super durable. So that's what I'm planning to do for mine. Uh, then I think it makes sense if you're going to either put it in the robotaxi network or just use it for yourself as a robotaxi. Like imagine you want to be taken to the airport or something. Your car just drives there and then drives itself back home. That saves you some taxi fees or something, Uber fees. So there's so many uses where your car could be put to work for you that if you believe that Tesla is going to actually achieve that, then it seems like a kind of a good investment from my perspective. But if you don't think that they're going to achieve it, or if you're not going to keep your car, then it's kind of, it, it's probably a little expensive for the features that they give. I would still do it because I like all the all the features and the tech behind uh, all of them, like the smart summon, regular summon, the uh, auto lane change, the traffic lights. Like I like all of that stuff because it's cool to me and I'm in tech. But if you just want a driving car, then it doesn't make a ton of sense. I I'm a huge fan of FSD. <laughs> For me, it's worth it. Uh, my perspective on this, just navigation on autopilot alone is worth the price. Because uh, when I come home from work, I live in an extremely highly congested city. Uh, and every time I used to come home without autopilot, I'd come home and be absolutely exhausted just from driving. Where now I come home and I can like work. Are you there to Mark? You guys still there? Yeah, we lost you for half a second. You come home from work and you're... Uh, hello? You guys there? I'm like totally froze. Can, Mark? Yeah, I can, I can you, see you. You can see me. Okay, so it's, it's Franklin. Are, are you on Starlink, Franklin? <laughs> Starlink's messing things up. Um, you... <laughs> so yeah, I was saying I'd like come home uh, and I'd be like exhausted. We're with autopilot and navigation on autopilot I come home I'm like I can do things when I come home I'm not like mentally drained so to me that's worth the 10,000 because I'm able to do other things uh, that make up for it so it, it all depends on use case like Mark said uh, the outlook of the company if you think they're actually going to achieve it uh, it's definitely worth it because if you have a second car you can get rid of that second car depending on your schedule that alone's like worth 35 40,000 there's a lot of variables that play it's hard to answer yes it's worth it or no it's not it depends on use case really so and speaking speaking to franklin's point of fatigue i just drove today or drove in quotes uh like 470 miles from wow. san diego back to the bay area and i'm not really fatigued at all so just goes to show like autopilot and uh navigating autopilot really is a lifesaver for not having to like have your mind break for driving that long yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, Franklin, to your point, I'm not, I'm not arguing with you or anything, but keep in mind to your point about having uh, navigate on autopilot being worth it just in itself. Keep in mind, 
all cars, all Teslas now come with standard autopilot. And on the highway, for most people, that's enough. It'll stay in its lane. It'll uh, basically have adaptive cruise control where it'll slow down and speed up and stuff like that. And the only time you'll have to come out of autopilot is if you want to change lanes and then you go back in. So really the only difference between that, as I see it, in a on a highway perspective and uh, navigate on autopilot is navigate on autopilot suggests a lane change for you and you don't have to come out of autopilot and we'll get off the the exit where where you if you've got a planned route so do you want to pay ten thousand dollars just for that feature as of now and then you know i know there's other little features but um smart summons you got to say to yourself how many people actually other than you franklin <laughs> uh, and a handful of other people how many people use smart summons on a regular basis Okay, so they <laughs> when it rains and I lose navigation on autopilot and I have to choose my own lanes to be in, it's a nightmare. Okay, you don't understand how nice that is. Well, when it rains, gone. for the most part, for me, my cameras get blocked and the message comes up and it says poor weather, and then it just goes into standard autopilot. Does it? it yeah, that's what I mean. Of, yeah. Yeah, so you still have autopilot, but you don't yeah. have navigation on autopilot. Yeah. And it's really annoying. Nuts. You have to pick your own lanes. <laughs> I know we're, we're so spoiled. I think that it's change <laughs> also if they either brought back enhanced autopilot, which was basically oh. everything in the past beyond city streets uh, feature, uh, or, because a lot of people want uh, the auto lane change. Like that in itself, it's nice to just be able to literally turn on the turn signal and then the car does it for you briefly. Like it exactly. waits for the car there. That, and that's a really useful feature too. People would buy just that. So oh, yeah. I, I think a lot of people get FSD just for like probably that and maybe navigate an autopilot as well. But yeah, it really depends on what, what people want. I completely agree with you, Mark. And I, Franklin and I were talking about that a couple of days ago. Enhanced autopilot would solve so many, uh, not problems, but it would, it would fill a, a void for so many people that want a little more than autopilot, but don't want to shell out for the full FSD. The problem is Tesla knows this and they're trying to push their FSD. So it would like totally cannibalize a lot of FSD sales. So that's why they wouldn't do it. Now, this was an article I was thinking of bringing up, uh, but I didn't, but they did it. They're doing it in, in Europe. Uh, they're doing a, a two week trial ending at the end of this month, right? It started today or yesterday or something. And it's ending at the, at the end of the month. Uh, for a two-week trial, but I see the reason they're doing it in Europe because FSD, you know, it's slow coming out here in North America. It's going to even be slower there with all the regulations, the European regulations, if it ever does come out at all. So they know that. So it's worth it for them to try to push uh, enhanced autopilot over there. Here, I, I hate to say it, I'd love to see it, but I don't think we'll ever see. You never know. Uh, one other one, and Mark, you might be able to actually speak to this because I know you were talking to John uh, a little bit longer from when I joined. Like I joined midway through, right? So maybe maybe he touched on the answer to this. I'm not sure. I don't mean to put you on the spot. If you don't know, I, I don't know. I don't know 100, percent but uh, I think John had he said he had like a flat roof, and oh, that's what it was. I had to install like some kind of foam, I want to say, so that I don't know if it said it wouldn't leak or said it would be uh, attached properly. So I'm not sure if he has clay tiles, um, but it looks like what I took away from John's conversation was that 
Tesla is looking into supporting more roof types. Right now they don't support all of them and they're adding new ones. So I know like for John, they're kind of like testing a new method on his and then we'll see if they do that for other people too. Uh, but I can't speak directly to clay tiles. Gotcha. And sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I I honestly didn't know. And I know you talked to John. Uh, for those who are listening, the question, by the way, was uh, chatting with Tesla Solar and they can't put solar on his roof because of clay tiles. Uh, I don't know if anyone knows. I, honestly, I'm not sure. So, No, I, I think Mark uh, answered it correctly. I think that's probably exactly why. There. Yeah. And I think that's it. I think we got all the, the comments along the way. Okay. Uh, well, we only have a couple more topics anyways. And then uh, if anyone else has uh, questions in the chat while we're uh, talking about these topics, just chat, uh, jot them down there. And uh, Franklin, the the comment question hunter, will pick them up for us. <laughs> okay, moving right along. Uh, another article from uh, our friends at Inside EVs. This is uh, our latest software. Now, I was corrected. Uh I haven't got the update yet, so I, I don't know. So I was reading the article here. Uh, basically, Tesla gets a, a new cold weather improvements and bug fixes in this latest update. And down here, I think it's a little typo here. Uh, it says it's 2021.4.21, but I think uh, someone at um, Inside EV is a little dyslexic like I am. I think it's supposed to be 2021.4.12. And this update brings bug fixes and cold weather uh, improvements or cold weather, how, how do they work? Cold weather, yeah, improvements. So you guys want to talk about uh, what you've noticed? Because I think you guys said you got the, the update, right? Well, I just got the update today while I was supercharging. So I haven't actually even driven with it yet. Okay. But I did see someone post on Twitter. Uh, I think they're using Teslab. And they mentioned that in the cold, I want to say they said like negative two Celsius or something. They got 80% efficiency, which is really good. That was uh, Paul Tesla Canuck. Okay. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. he did. Yeah. Is he was he on the new update? I believe. I don't know. If he was eleven or twelve. Yeah. Okay, because I know with eleven, and this is where I'm wondering about this, this actual terminology for cold weather improvements. I know with eleven, even though it didn't have much in the release notes in terms of what the bug fixes or enhancements were, but a lot of people were noticing with dot eleven came. Uh, increased regen in cold weather and the battery didn't um, lose regen like you know the the dots at the end saying that you've your limited regen um it wasn't as bad with this with the newest update so i don't know if tesla tweaked some something in the software to increase the strength of the regen while the battery's cold or tweak something in the bms to not allow the battery to get as cold as it normally did so I don't know if that's considered weather improvements or our friend Angelo, what he was saying in, in dot 12, uh, what the bug fix could be is that problem that's plaguing all new model S or model three and model Y cars that have the heat pump. I shouldn't say all, but a good portion of them where they're the owners are getting like zero heat. Like when you, you turn the heat on, you're expecting heat to come out of there. It's it's actually blowing cold air. And that was traced back, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. That was traced back to some sensors, some faulty sensors. Um, I think a handful of them, they had some problems with the compressor, the AC compressor or something like that. But majority of, 
I think the problem, the, the vast majority of the problem was a handful of sensors. I think one of them was a pressure sensor, Angelo was saying, and he got that information from, I think, a, a service tech when he took his Y in. So what this update is supposed to has, have done is safely defeat some of those sensors that are tripping the system into just uh, putting cold air out. So by defeating the sensors, it allows the hot air to come through the car and within the next time or whenever the next time the owner takes their car in, their three or their Y for a service or any other issue or something, they'll have like a little, um, what is it called? Like a service bulletin or something, a bulletin of some sort. And then they fix it then. Also because we're warming up to now in North America, most of the most of the provinces and states are coming out of winter, so it should be less of a problem. But that's what I heard some of the bug fix was. Yeah, I mean, Tesla didn't give us any details, so I think it's kind of upper upper discussion what we'd want to speculate. I like my car is twenty eighteen December, and uh, I actually have no issues. I mean, granted, I'm in California. This past week, it was parked outside, which is not usually in like three Celsius. So it's kind of cold, not that cold. Really? I had a snowflake, but I mean, the car heated up just fine. So I don't know. I think it, I don't know exactly if the technology has changed over time or maybe it was just a faulty sensor, but I I feel kind of lucky with my car at least. So I don't know if that's the case for all cars. Yours is a 19, you said, right? Uh, December, 2018. 2018. Okay. 20, so it's the same as ours. Yeah. I think... I'm not 100% sure on this, but I'm 99% sure that these uh, problems with the no heat is coming from cars that have um, the heat pump. So mm -hmm. that would that would that would make it 2020 and 2021. And uh, sorry, not there. Angel is saying uh, he was told by his service tech there that it's a two or three hour job. So it's not a small. I guess it's a small problem, or maybe not a small problem if you got no heat. But it's not a easy fix. It's probably something that they'd have to do it in in house. They probably wouldn't be able to do it as a as a mobile. But who knows? Maybe maybe one day it will turn into a mobile fix. Well, that was the uh, FSD computer change. Because I was talking to the mobile tech uh, when he like you know he can't do something else, and we had a good conversation. He's like, "Man, I hate when Elon tweets because we're like, <laughs> man, what we have to do this now." And he goes, because at the time we thought it was not possible because of, and he listed off like a 10 different reasons as to why he goes, and then they changed this, they changed that. And they changed the whole process to make it uh, work uh, for mobile. Right. So anything's possible. That's what, that's what I learned. Right. I mean, not yeah. that you didn't know it before, but talking to him, he gave you some real good perspective of how it is to be a mobile tech. And then you read like, wait, I'm doing what, how, and then you go into work the next day and figure it out. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what? Was that for the speaker, Franklin? Uh, no, that was for the the hardware three upgrade from oh, two point okay. five to three. Oh, yeah, because oh. you're saying there's coolant for environmental reasons. There's laws in Canada that they can't touch that stuff um, unless in like specific locations, and then they figured out ways around it to make it still environmentally friendly to do upgrades. Yeah, because they can't do it in someone's driveway where it run into the sewer, <laughs> public sewer. Yeah. So yeah. it, that that's what it was, right? But it was it was interesting to talk to him, and uh, and it makes sense. He's saying that like they do a ridiculous number of courses on a week to week basis. Like half their job is just education, learning new stuff, keep uh, up, 
Yeah, because if you think like all the software updates we're getting, they have to know about that stuff too. So and they have to know ahead of time, usually. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was asking about the Model Y, which was just being released for Canada at the time, because we get stuff like half year later than you guys in the US. And uh, he was just like, "Yeah, I've been reading." Like he's like, "We have to go through this all these courses and training modules and stuff for like the last month because they need to know everything before it even comes here, right?" So yeah, it makes makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it's good good conversation, but. Uh, there's one other thing in the update, which was bugs. Um, so last year on the FSD beta preview, I did a, there, there's a little bug on the browser that allows you to access the left side of the screen to overtake the side of the car. So I can like embed stuff over the car side. Yes. So last year for the FSD beta preview, I thought it was funny to make the preview show up ahead of time where you can like pop up stop signs and stuff. So this today, I was like, okay, let me be funny. I'm going to go out to my car. I'm going to create a beta button and impl implement it on the left side of my car. So it's a legitimate button. It's on my car. There's no Photoshop, no video editing. It's just using a bug within the system. Uh, I submitted this bug. We're losing it's finally yeah. fixed. So, okay, yeah, he's, sorry. He's a, he's a man of mystery. He submitted the bug and we'll never know when. But it was fixed. <laughs> I submitted the bug a year and a half ago, and it was finally fixed. So I don't know when in between that time frame, but that's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. A year and a half. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So when they say bug fixes, that's what they mean. Yes. You're welcome. Yeah, we have proof. Yeah, we have proof. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. You guys have um, any more uh, news or topics you, you want to – get to before we we wrap it up i was I have... going to do a quick mention Dax, yeah. but speaking of things that the tesla team doesn't know that are coming my our, the general consensus from a few of the east bay folks and the silicon valley folks were when the tweets came out about that button i don't think anyone at tesla corporate known just speculation but it was kind of just like a maybe an off the cup thing that uh elon Thought was possible, so now it's going to be possible. So <laughs> I guess that happens occasionally. On yeah, I guess if Elon says it's going to happen, it's going to happen, right? <laughs> Just catches people off guard. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, do we suspect that the code for that button is in this latest software? A lot of people have been saying that because um, so many people have moved to. 4.12, like, seems like the whole fleet is moving to that from most of the third-party apps. So who knows? I think Green the only looked at it and said he didn't see that. He saw something for, like, Tesla insurance to be able to get, like, a, a packet of data from the car to be used for insurance purposes. But I don't know. Maybe he missed it. Maybe it is something having to do with the button. Yeah. He, he did mention, like, there's a lot of beta within their code. Like, every feature on your Tesla is beta. Um, so, uh, someone's like, Hey, did you gripe the, the beta? And he's like, yeah, you get like a million different results. So, I mean, he might've missed it. Who knows? Right. So it's hard to say whether it's there or not. I don't think it makes a difference, honestly, because if they have to roll another update to get the button, it's just another update. Right. Uh, yeah. Ultimately, I know people are like going crazy. Like, Oh my God, it, is it in there? It's not like it's going to make it come to you any quicker. It's only going to pop up when it's ready to be popped up anyway. So yeah. And it, it it's kind of up for discussion if, if that button is really going to be for everyone or is it going to be for whoever this next thousand or next 10,000 is going to be? Because maybe 
if there is going to be a button, but maybe it's only going to be for a select group. Who knows? Yeah. The tick, the TikTokers. <laughs> Better not be. It's just the queue. That's the queue. Yeah. And it's a fake button. When they press it, nothing happens. <laughs> That's I what they should do. <laughs> they should put a button on there that does absolutely nothing. It just says, beta, please give me the beta. And it's like, that's it. You just keep clicking it just to see what people do. They lose their mind. Yeah, you know what button that is? That's the one where it says software if you want it like right away or you don't want it right away. Oh, the advanced? Advanced, that's it, yeah. yeah. That's what that button does. Nothing. <laughs> we got to do a test on that one day, Dex. You put yours to standard. I'll put mine, keep mine on advanced. <laughs> But like, yeah, but like what day, like how do we know what day and what are the chances both, like, you know what I mean? It's, it'd be hard to do that properly. I know you're half tongue in cheek. Yeah. <laughs> what about the people who track downloads and uploads? Oh my God. Is it the button? <laughs> no, Ange. <laughs> yeah. You never know. Who knows? Um, okay. You have anything, frankly, you want to touch on before we uh, wrap up at the one hour mark? No, I'm good. Okay. Now, before I bring this, it, it's not a topic, but I want to talk about it. I just want to preface this by saying I'm not bad-mouthing this company, so I don't want to be sued. <laughs> I don't want um, any people that love this company, because they're well-loved by a lot of people, to think that I'm talking ill. I'm just giving you my opinion on what I think is, in my opinion – unfair pricing and i'll explain what i mean because I'm, I'm not making it clear so if everyone knows everyone may know or may not uh drive Tesla canada did an article about it but i could have just went straight to the website jada we all know jada jada jetta i don't know how just i've heard some both pronunciations i don't know if i'm saying it right i usually say jada i don't know if it's jetta anyways <laughs> The name is not what bothers me. <laughs> they launched a new uh, tested tray for the Model 3s and Ys today. Now, depending on they're, – they're doing two of them. They're doing the old-style center console tray first, and then for the newer center console, or the refresh center console, that's supposed to be out in April or something like that. And I only say this – I apologize to Darren by using his article because he's got – I mean, I don't know if he's um, – monetizing this or not i apologize if he is uh, maybe i shouldn't have but anyways it's a tray and it's when i first saw it i'm like this is an awesome idea i will give him credit this is was an awesome idea when i first saw it it's, it's you would think it's just a standard tray but no for any and i just won't apply for you franklin and and i don't know mark if you no actually no i know mark mark's an apple guy so frankly this won't apply to you but basically uh they put a couple cool things in here where you can actually charge your Apple Watch, which is great because I've got an Apple Watch, and you can charge your your uh, AirPods, which is cool too. And I'm sure you know what, with it being a little wireless charger, there's probably other things you can charge other than just those two things. I'm I'm sure other devices that have wireless charging capabilities, the Qi charging, would work. So I thought it was a pretty cool idea, but at the end of the day, it's plastic and a little bit of electronics in there, so. Of course, when when I got the email, uh, because I've I've full disclosure, I have a a Jada uh, wireless charger. I had the very original one, the Gen One, and it warped after a few months, near a year, uh, and then I got Gen Two, and Gen Two is great. It it works great. I have no problem with it. Um, 
prices, I know all that kind of stuff. But so when so I get emails, um, and when this one came out, I thought, oh, this is a great idea. I'm thinking, okay, let's see how much it is because maybe I'll get it for my car. You know, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy dollars, whatever. And then I scroll down, and I realize the thing is a hundred and nine dollars, and I almost fell off my chair. But I didn't because I sort of expected it because uh, they also make the hub, and uh, they, that's ingenious too and the new one has a little magnets in it and stuff like that and it, it works good but i think that's a little pricey too so i'm about to get off my my soapbox in a second folks but in a nutshell and you guys tell me in the comments down below or if you're watching this live and you want to comment and tell me i'm crazy let me know i'm, I'm fully open uh for criticism and suggestions and and you guys in on the panel here let me know too i think 109 dollars and i get it Listen, I get it. There's a lot of research and development involved, and they have to recoup that and um, uh, IP and all that kind of stuff. I get it. But it's inevitable what's going to happen because we've seen it with all Tesla stuff. Uh, there's going to be some offshore companies that will copy this, like, probably completely. And they're going to make it for half or third of the price. And is it right? No, it's not right. I'm not saying that. I'm not condoning that. But I don't think this thing is worth $109, $110. And this is U.S. prices, right? Here in Canada, it's, with our dollar, that's like $100. That's, that's almost $200 probably. Uh, but that aside, I mean, I have a feeling that Jada is doing this because it's Tesla. And, I mean, they only sell Tesla stuff as far as I know. And they're doing it because – in my opinion, you're taking advantage of the Tesla owner like you and I and anyone that's watching this or listening to this. And it's gotten out of hand and, and they're basically taking advantage of people that drive a Tesla and they figure we will make it and we will price it this and they'll buy it. Now, I know we're not forced to buy it, but what do you guys think? Do you guys think I'm completely off track on this and out to lunch? Or do you also think it's a little expensive? I think there, yeah, there does seem to be some accessories that are a little more priced heavily, I would say, because it's in a Tesla only, and it's custom for a Tesla, custom for certain years of the Tesla. <clears throat> this does look really nice, and like the, it's not just, you know, a tray. I mean, that's, as the customer, that's all you have to deal with, but, you know, there's like embedded uh, wiring and, um, you know, different capacitors and stuff to make it work properly and high-speed charging, that kind of thing. So it is. It does seem kind of expensive, but I don't know. If if you think about how much you would use it, I think it comes down to that. If you think you would use it a lot, then it's definitely worth it. Um, if you don't think you'd use it as much, then it's probably not not worth it. But it does seem like yeah, some accessories do get a little pricey. I don't know if it's just because it's a Tesla, but I mean, like this does have a really nice design too. So <clears throat> there was a lot of thought put into it to keep it simple but also functional. Um, but it does seem, yeah, a little pricey to me. Yeah. Oh, I agree. It, it, it's, in, if I could say one word, it's in, ingenious, right? Like I said, when I first saw it, I'm like, this is awesome. This is like caters to so many different things. Right. And I know, uh, like I said, it looks like it's catered only to Apple, but I'm sure you can use other things on it. So it's brilliant and, and ingenious how they did it. But, and listen, I'm not saying they're the only ones that do it. Maybe this is just the straw that broke the camel's back for me. Uh, I know if, if you're getting a Tesla and you contract um, another uh, electrician or a company that'll come out and uh, run stuff like in your garage for you, I, I get it. I know the minute you say Tesla, they jack the prices up. 
right? So, and I know Whoa. other companies that do it too. So they're not the. I'm not saying Jade is the only company that does this. I went to go get my car wrapped. Like when I was getting quotes. Now, now you guys know the backstory. When I was getting quotes for that, I was calling on the phone, and they're like, "You got to come in and see." And the quotes are going on the phone. I go in and see. They're like, "Oh, it's a Tesla." No, 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 no. Like my price like doubled or tripled just because it's yeah. a Tesla, and it's like, why? Um, but yeah, going back to your point, too. yeah, going back to your point, Dax, with shipping, it comes out to one hundred and fifty-seven forty-two Canadian. Because there's eighteen dollars, eighteen dollars shipping. So it's a hundred and sixty dollars for a mat that sits at the bottom. Of I your... didn't even add it up. I didn't yeah. even go that far, but that's astonishing. Yeah. So like, it, I think it goes back to what Mark says. Um, I got the the hub uh, that they offered, and the reason why I got it is I, I love that product. It's great. Uh, but for me. <laughs> <laughs> after all IP banned from Jetta's website. You're probably right. <laughs> uh, for me, the hub that they created was amazing. Uh, I thought, hey, this is something I will get functionality of every single day. So although it's expensive, it's worth the money. Um, and it's unfortunate that they priced it so high because I feel like they can be selling a lot more and they'd make the equal amount of profit just in more volume. Uh, and it would be hard to say, hey, I'm going to go to a knockoff brand when that happens because it will happen. Exactly. Because uh, you'd want to support the people that are being innovators because they're the ones who keep making stuff rather than the people who are just clones. Uh, but, you know, you know you're going to see this for $29.99 at some point. I know. Uh, it's going to look basically identical. Uh, it might be not as good in some areas, better in others. Who knows? It's hard to say, right? Uh, we're just speculating. But, uh you do see it fairly often. And uh, I say this as like someone who I love their products, uh, Jetta, and I love how innovative they are. Uh, but the pricing has always been on the higher end, right? Yeah. And you're paying for that innovation. You're paying for that. Uh, so for myself, I don't mind, depending on the product, this I will never use. Or I'll hardly <laughs> ever use it. Uh, but still, I was like, this is really cool. Just that little tray underneath. The little yeah. rubber mat, it's like what Mark said, it looks really slick. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think just for that, like if it was priced a little bit less, I would have bought it. Um, my friend is buying one. I'm going to check out his and then I'm going to decide once I see his in person, be like, oh, I really like this. Let me go buy one, right? Yeah. Uh, but I'm oh, not I, rushing up the, to get one. Yep. I, I, I hate the fact that other people copy and, and do it so blatantly to uh, other companies. But I guess. You know, maybe that that's just the market. That's just the industry. Who knows? But no, I'll give credit where credit's due. There, correct me if I'm wrong. As far as I know, how it is, they're the the for lack of a better word, the grandfathers. They're the ones that invented the the wireless chargers for Teslas in that one spot. They saw that spot for your phone, and they saw something that was missing an opportunity that they could fill a, a void and, and an answer a, a problem or a fix. And they did it. And everyone, yeah, everyone in their dog copied them afterwards, but they were the original ones. Someone told yeah. me once that Tesla was always going to do it and Jada just uh, beat them to the punch, but I don't know. I don't think so. I think even, even Tesla the, copied them. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, even the Tesla one's not that good. <laughs> like the wireless yeah. charging pad. Like I would say the the quality of all of the Jada products are like probably the best, even better than Tesla, like regular standard stuff. So they put a lot of time and I don't think they're that large of a company. So 
like their wireless charger is, you know, the highest speed you can get. Same with the USB hub. They keep innovating on that. Now there's more ports you can even use. They have that security area. So I think their products are really like made well and they're made specifically for the car. So I don't know. Yeah, it is. I'm a little on the fence because like for my, I'm the same as Franklin, for my USB hub, I use that all the time. I have my SSD inside of that, you know, safely hidden behind the security thing. I have the wireless charger from them as well. I don't know if I'm going to buy this yet. I probably need to see it like Franklin said, um, because I I don't know. I use that cubby space for random things like napkins and like masks and whatever. So I don't know if I would use it, but I think if someone did have all those devices and needed to charge them, it seems like, you know, it's probably the best option on the market. Yeah. 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 Oh, you, you guys are... I, I was pretty firm and steady on my opinion, but you guys are sort of sort of switching me a little bit now by by talking about how good quality they are and everything too. And it's unfortunate because like if you're gonna get into a market and you don't want to copy the competition, you want to do something better or change it up and make it uh, make it different, right? Uh, so like I recently tested out the Jawa wireless charging pad, but yeah. it has the little USB uh, USB it has the micro SD built in. So it's expensive, but you're getting like the wireless hub as well as the charging pad together, like as a two in one. So if you price it out that way, instead of spending like 200 US, you're only spending 100 US. And uh, it's really hard to like promote a product that you're doing for review. And I'm very upfront, like, hey, I got it for review purposes. And it's very hard to promote a product and be like, wow, this is such a cool idea. Uh, Cause people think I'm like being fake, but I'm not. Uh, so if you're gonna like, like these, uh, these new pads that they have. I really hope the companies that are going to make similar ones, I hope they like make it way better and put their own twist on it because ultimately we we benefit, right? And then Jetta yeah. will go back and make theirs better. And, uh, innovate. It's like, yeah, it's in, in, innovate, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree, so I agree. Competition's gonna, good. Copying yeah. isn't. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to do, if you're going to get into a market, basically what I'm saying, get into it and make it, better than what the co- what the competitor is doing they'll just copy them and make it cheaper that's doesn't make sense well sadly most most of these knockoffs just do that they just do they copy do the bare minimums and that's and and, and i get it that's why their price reflects their quality right so yeah, yeah like i said you guys you guys are switching my mind so let's let's stop before you you completely <laughs> change you pay my for mind. quality dax thanks do you, do you go out and buy a uh, Hyundai? Or do you go and buy a Tesla? Like you're paying for that quality difference. So right. on that note, we're going to end off the podcast. So thanks to everyone that was in the, the chat and helped us out and asked the questions and stuff like that. There's no more questions, is there, Franklin? No, no we got we got everything. Okay. Mark, thanks very much for coming on the show, buddy. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for the invite, Max. No, no problem. It. Where can people uh, find you if they want to chat with you and uh, oh. pick your brain about all your software and stuff like that? Pretty much everywhere I'm coding Mark. Um, so on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and then I also have a website, Tesla Tip, which is just a website for uh, kind of looking at everything that the um, Tesla native app has access to. So it kind of tracks your status and your mileage and charging. So I, I use it mainly for myself, and then I have a few other people that use it. So it's just kind of free to try out and whatever, but <clears throat> it's something that I enjoy doing on the side. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we got to talk about that. I keep meaning to talk to you about that, but I always forget. Franklin, mm-hmm. how you doing? Good. Yeah. <laughs> Where Where'd you get that shirt from? I'm just kidding. We We talked about it at the beginning of the show. If If, if you're listening late, folks, and you 
wonder about Franklin shirt, rewind to the beginning of this podcast. You'll, you'll see where can people find you? Uh, M Franker on Twitter and mother Franker on YouTube. And as now I'm like 17 subscribers away from 6,000. Subscribe to him on YouTube, uh, sorry, yeah. on YouTube, but also on, on Twitter. Yeah. Was it, well, you were talking, you were talking, but YouTube, sorry. YouTube, I'm 17 away from 6,000 and Twitter. I'm like 120 away from 6,000. Oh, 000. so both. Okay. Yeah. They literally, they grow evenly. Oh. It's really interesting. Like they're always within a hundred. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And, and Angelo's right. Uh, you can also find Mark on clubhouse too. You're a very active participant in the Tesla universe on Clubhouse, okay. and uh, I know Franklin's gonna gonna do it if I don't. Um, you can find me on Facebook under Bailey MC in, in my uh, Model Three and my Model Y Canadian groups, and I have a t- uh, Cybertruck. I always forget the name, so I can't say it. And then, of course, on Twitter at, at Tesla Talks and stuff like that. And I'm, I go into Clubhouse every now and then too. Um, I, I try to participate as much as I can, but you will find me here on YouTube every, um, not every, every week, folks. I try to do every week, but let's face it. We can't do it every week sometimes. So, uh, just look on Twitter under my, um, account and that's when I'll announce when the next uh, podcast is. It may be next week. Uh, it may be the week after, but it'll some, sometime in between there. We'll, we'll let you guys know. If you have any questions, let us know ahead of time. And you want to do that ahead of time. Uh, you can email, I have a Gmail account called, um, Tessa talks questions at gmail.com send me your questions there and we will answer them with my panel and my guests live on the air or you can listen to us um on any of the uh, audio podcast too thanks for watching guys we will see you here next week take care bye-bye